You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Pirelli Scorpion Weather Active. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know. What were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. The Volume. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Monday, December 11th. Uh, listen, it's about that time to start getting Christmas presents for the wife, the girlfriend, the side piece, the family members. I mean, listen, it, we're getting to crunch time, folks. You got to order this. This is the week you got to order, and it wouldn't it, wouldn't you know it? There's so much happening in the sports front. Um, this weekend in the NFL was absolutely bonkers. Uh, just unbelievable stuff happening. Uh, we're not even going to talk about the Heisman. We're not even going to talk about the Lakers winning the in season tournament. Bronny's debut. All of it is in the back seat because mostly you have a humongous injury to a star quarterback in the NFL. I know Rob will just roll his eyes when I say star. And then you've got two games on Sunday that were just, well, one was phenomenal and we'll lead with it in a sec. The other, Dallas wiped the floor with the Eagles, who I was, uh, I went to this fireworks show Sunday night in um, in the South Bay out here in California. And I'm, you know, on my phone watching a game and I'm typing thoughts uh, into my phone as I watch, you know, the fireworks and hanging out with the family, but got to watch a game. And it felt like the, uh, the Eagles were playing like a team. You guys remember where you would just, you know, you were single in your early 20s and you would just like be partying three nights a week. It would just be like you're going out Tuesday, recovering Wednesday, going back out Thursday. I mean, you're on the hunt. You're trying to meet girls. You're having fun, getting hammered. And then like the, a, a three-day weekend would come up and you're going to the beach. And it's just like after like a three-week stretch of that, you're like, I need to power down. I'm, I'm spent. I have nothing left in the tank. That's what the Eagles look like to me. Um, on Sunday Night Football. They just had nothing left. And and unfortunately, I was going to lead with them, but I can't because of the just the chaos that went down in Kansas City with Chiefs 17, Buffalo Bills 20. And it's almost, a, the game is kind of sort of a subplot because the referees became a story. And then Patrick Mahomes, I'm sure you guys have seen this by now as you're listening to this podcast in the morning on your way to work, walking the dog. Patrick Mahomes lost it. 
he he lost his mind because of a penalty that was legitimate. And there's like, it's an inarguable penalty on Kadarius Tony lined up uh, offside. And it like, it's a legit penalty. And Patrick Mahomes went bonkers. And my analogy for that, of course, you know what happened on the play. Mahomes fires down to Kelsey, huge play, big pickup. Kelsey turns around, throws it back to Kadarius Tony, a lateral that was just, I mean, I was like, is that really happening? Did they draw this up? And Kadarius Tony runs into the end zone. At that point, you're like, this is the greatest play I think I've ever seen. It wasn't even end of the game. Like, the <laughs> the Buffalo Bills were so caught off guard. It was per- diagrammed perfectly. Like, you have that play for, like, the perfect moment. That's almost like a Super Bowl-level play. And they needed to unfurl it here because it was a big spot. And they delivered perfectly. And it was like, oh, my God. And then the penalties, like, and, and then you see it. You're like, oh, he was offsides. It's not like it was a questionable uh, holding or uh, there was nothing. It was offside. He was offside. And, of course, it's Kadarius Tony, the guy who, in the season opener, had to shut down his social media accounts because he dropped so many passes against the Lions and people were killing him. And then Sunday, at home, again, he drops one in the flat. And, and if you guys were listening to the broadcast— uh, Romo and Nance instantly got on his case. Like, you got to catch that. Like, that's in the flat. That's a first down. Like, it's a drop. And drops have been their bugaboo. If people still say bugaboo. And the Chiefs uh, lead the NFL in drops. And then Tony lined off offside. Like, that's a buffoon move, bro. It's like, you know, I got my men's league championship game tonight. And it would be like on a free throw. If I uh, step it like, you know, five minutes left in the game and I step into the line on a free throw and the guy misses it. It's like, what are you doing, dude? I'm, you're giving them another free throw. It's like basic stuff. Canary's Tony, line up on side. Not that hard. But this is where it gets interesting. So Mahomes goes to the sideline after they fail on fourth down and just loses it, wanted to go after the referee. Now, someone sent me a note that this, uh, this referee apparently was the same ref in the Super Bowl from the Bucks, Chiefs, when people were, uh, you know, they were teeing off. It was open season on Mahomes. And I guess the Chiefs have are salty with this referee. So I, Mahomes kind of, like, lost it and let him have it. But my, my look was, like, this is out of character for Patrick Mahomes. Like, you've seen him get upset before, unhappy, but it's always composed. He lost his mind. And my analogy was, like, there's something else wrong with this Kansas City Chiefs team. And and I had said, like, you know, your wife uh, tells you you always got to take out the garbage, and then you one day forget to take out the garbage on garbage day, and then you come back and, oh, I forgot the garbage. And your wife just chews you out, and you just are standing there like, for forgetting to take out the garbage? And you take a deep breath, and you're like, okay, what's really going on? Why are you really angry? Did something else happen outside of the house? <laughs> like, what's going on? And I have to say, I think something's going on with the Chiefs. Remember, all these dopes who love to trot trends out there like they mean something, like they're everything. Patrick Mahomes, you, I mean, you got to take Patrick Mahomes. He doesn't lose two games in a row. Um, Andy Reid doesn't lose two. This is the first time they've lost two games in a row since 2021. Like, this is just what they do. Like, that, it, that stuff is so irrelevant. And it's like, so what's happening with the Chiefs? And I think two things, I have two theories. One, obviously, is... Mahomes is extremely frustrated with his receivers and he can't throw them under the bus. He can't come out there and blame Tony. It's got to be about someone else. You can't, uh, a, a group that's been consistently letting you down. I think Rasheed Rice had a big screw up in this one. Like every week, one of them, Sky Moore, 
um, Justin, is it Justin Turner? Is that the guy? Uh, maybe number um, 24. Who, who, um, no, that's, I think, Sky Moore. The guy who dropped the pass uh, against the Eagles over the middle on fourth down that went right through his hands at the end. Um, you know, Kelsey's reliable, but, like, Tony's a screw-up. MVS dropping the deep pass against the Eagles um, that should have been a touchdown. Like, somebody in this group's always screwing up. And when you've got a group that, that that's that down on themselves, you can't tee off. Like, Mahomes can't lose it on Tony. So he has to go off on the officials. But he ha- he it's so built up, and he's so angry inside that he had to just let it out. He had to. Like, it, it's, it doesn't feel good when you win all the time and you host all the playoff games and you're in the AFC title game, and you're in the Super Bowl, and this year it's looking like, damn, the Denver Broncos won. Uh, uh, Could they catch? Is it possible? Could the Broncos, only one game back of the Chiefs, could they catch them? I looked at the schedules. Unlikely. If Denver beats Detroit on the road this week, then yeah, it's in play. They could catch them. But Kansas City's schedule is kind of weak, so I don't think. But it's almost like the, the disappointment of failure. This is like the first... I mean, listen, they faced some adversity in KC, right? They had that one stretch where the teams were backing into too high shell and they were just saying, Mahomes, go ahead, beat us underneath. We don't think you're patient enough. And Mahomes struggled. And they had, I remember they lost again to Tennessee like 27-3. I remember that because I was on the Chiefs. And then they they went into like a tailspin and they were really struggling. And that was adversity they faced. They rebounded. It was fine. But this is, this looks like, if I asked you who's the best team in the AFC right now, who do you trust the most in a playoff game? Like, I think it's kind of wide open. Like, Buffalo Bills are 11th in the AFC. I don't know. If Buffalo goes back to KC, they've won their last three in the regular season there. I don't I mean, professional money moved this from three to two and a half to one. Like, people were out on KC. There's no buy this year for KC. It's not happening. Okay. I don't, I don't, I mean, a Jacksonville, do they scare you? Not, not really. Kansas City, I told you guys last week, they don't scare anybody. Miami, we got to see them in cold weather. They went to Philly, got smacked. They went to Buffalo, well, not cold weather. They got smacked. Miami still got some stuff to prove. Um, Baltimore, I mean, we're not even going to get into how much of an egg they laid um, against the Rams. They were still bailed out by the punt return in overtime, but like, it just every year it's like the Chiefs, the Chiefs, the Chiefs are the team. That's they gotta go Chiefs. And this year, it's not the Chiefs. They're not totally dominant. It feels like they're starting to crack. There are foundational issues with this team. By the way, the offensive line was not very good. I, I did not think it was very good against the uh, the Bills pressure. And McDermott, more than any coach in the league this weekend, needed this win. He needed it badly. It was a trying week. You could tell if they lost this game, they fall to six and seven. And essentially, there's no path to the playoffs for them. But Buffalo has another big game next week against Dallas. They host the Cowboys. I think you have to bet uh, Buffalo in this one. That's almost feels like an auto bet. But I don't know, Rob. I, I was just stunned to see Mahomes lose it and then double down in the press conference. Like, essentially, you can't call that there. Like, what? The guy was offside. Now, Mahomes' argument, Rob, was like, would they usually go to the line and they point, am I good? I haven't seen a clip that shows Tony pointing and getting the thumbs up or whatever they say, um, but I, I don't. It just feels like something bad is brewing in Kansas City. And yeah, sure, Mahomes could possibly bail them out, but I don't know if he could do it this year. Yeah, it was a bad look all around for them. 
Um, first and foremost, Kadarius Tony. Like I know Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid are getting all the headlines this morning, and rightfully so. They're the faces of the team, right? But Kadarius Tony. Now, we thought during or after the Super Bowl when he had that great punt return to set up a touchdown that he is going to be getting you know drinks on the house in Kansas City in and around Arrowhead for the rest of his life because he's going to be one of those guys like yeah he made a huge play in the Super Bowl that got them a championship and flash forward not even a year later and in the eyes of many Chiefs fans he single-handedly has cost them two games <laughs> the the Lions one which you brought up where there's a pass out into the flat and it ricochets off his hands into a pick six which yes. ultimately ends up being the difference in the game and then yesterday of course he's lining up offside so he needs to be the one to wear this first and foremost. But the Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes complaining in the media afterwards was so unbecoming. And you hit it right on the head. Because they know that they cannot say what everybody's thinking, what everybody knows is Kadarius Tony fucked up. Kadarius Tony made a elementary school mistake. Because when I played flag football in middle school, that was the first thing they taught you when you split out as a wide receiver or as a tight end on the line, off the line, whatever. You check in with a side judge. And he'll usually tell you, oh, back up a little bit or scoot up a little bit. One of the two. But if you give them the option to make sure that you guys are on the same page, they'll tell you if you're if you're doing it. So to your point, unless something comes down the all 22, which we haven't seen yet as of um, this recording, Kadarius Tony didn't bother to do that. He, he walked out, lined up, and looked straight at the football. Not only did he look straight at the football, he was like looking back at the football. That's how offside he was. And for Patrick Mahomes to step up there at the podium and say, let me get this quote because I want to make sure I have it you know, verbatim so that we're not talking out of school here. I've played seven years, never had offensive offside call, elementary school stuff we're talking about. No warning throughout the entire game. Then you wait until there's a minute left in the game to make a call like that. That's tough. Lost for words, regardless if we win or lose, just the end of another game, we're talking about the refs. It's not what we want for the NFL and for football. It's funny that he's the one to say that, considering did the Super Bowl against the Eagles not end with a controversial <laughs> penalty thrown in the, you know, benefiting the Kansas City Chiefs? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it did, right? So, like, what are you doing? You're, crack you're cracking. We can all see that anyone outside of, you know, Kansas City homers can see that they're frustrated, that they've been frustrated. Travis Kelsey has been saying it on his podcast now for like over a month. Chris Jones said it on Friday leading up to this game. We can't lose three of four, three of five, whatever it is. It's a critical situation for us, especially when we're trying to be in the next few weeks. We have to correct the errors and correct them fast because they know. And the thing is, the guys who are doing all the talking are not the ones who are making the mistakes. It's that group of wide receivers, that group of pass catchers that is consistently letting them down and making mental error after mental error. And because, I don't know if Patrick Mahomes is too nice of a guy, I don't know if they really miss Eric Bieniemy and his hard-ass style in the locker room, which some people have suggested that he was kind of the iron fist type guy to counterbalance the Andy Reid arm around the shoulder type. But, Patrick Mahomes needs to get a little Tom Brady in him. Tom Brady, there's plenty of videos, look it up on YouTube, NFL films of him going off on his wide receivers. Even in Tampa, we got to be faster. We got to be quicker. What we're doing is not good enough. You guys need to step it up. We need to step it up. I have not once, and let someone can point it to me, send it to me at the producer RG on Twitter. I need to see a video of Patrick Mahomes 
getting vocal with his cat pass catchers and say we're not doing enough you guys need to yeah. do better he, he's just he's too nice he's trying to protect his guys i get it but now not the time to correct him now is the time to you know crack the whip and and make something happen for this team because right now it's, it's really disappointing um the run game missed pacheco no doubt about it and i will just i, I know this is gonna sound weird but this is yet another week rob Patrick Mahomes goes without a two a three hundred yard game. Now he did have two ninety eight versus the Raiders, but Mahomes like they they were shut out for the first twenty eight minutes of the half. This I mean, it, 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 um, CBS put something on the screen where it was like they have not been shut out in the first half since the AFC title game against the Patriots, that which was a classic game that they ended up losing at home. Um, I think that was Mahomes' first year, and it was just like wow, um, I, they couldn't move the ball against Buffalo. Buffalo, like I, very, very shocking stuff. I think the Chiefs, honestly, I didn't see it earlier this season, but I see it clearly now. They're not totally what they used to be. Now, as for Buffalo, I don't think there are any great shakes. I will say it's impressive how um, Josh Allen can continue to just find dudes when Stephon Diggs is not like having a big game. Uh, I got to be honest, it's like a big third down, and they got some guy named Hardy streaking across the field with Trent McDuffie in tow, and Allen makes a perfect pass. I'm not familiar with the work of Deontay Hardy. Uh, and, and he caught like their, one of their biggest plays. James Cook was huge. Listen, when you can go into KC, Stephon Diggs catches four of 11 targets for 24 yards. His longest reception was nine yards. So you get nothing out of Diggs. Nothing. And, and you could win a game? Like, that's a hell of a performance for Buffalo. They are, uh, you know, we talked a little bit last week. They're kind of dangerous. Now, I am not seeing as we record this a... a, a a wide number on Cowboys bills, but anything short of a field goal, I will be backing uh, Buffalo at home. It looks like the weather will be fine. Winter's coming here in LA. That means more rain for others. A wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice, whatever winter means to you. Tire rack has tires that will elevate your drive. All season tires, all weather tires, dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com. Use the Tire Decision Guide to get personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Yokohama tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for a couple of years. Mobile tire installations available all over the country. Have you heard about this? They bring new tires to your home or work. Install them on site. Game changer. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. See their Yokohama test results and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're experts. TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Football is back. No more preseason games. The regular season is here. While we all love watching our favorite teams on television, there is nothing better than being in a game live and in person. And the best way to get tickets to any of these games is on GameTime, the fastest growing ticketing app in the U.S. For last minute, amazing deals on tickets to see your favorite football teams this September, download GameTime. And it's not just football. GameTime has tickets to baseball games, concerts, and comedy shows across the country. Download the GameTime app and redeem code JMAC for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, download the GameTime app and enter code JMAC. That's J-M-A-C for $20 off. No matter where you live, get out and have some fun this week. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. I think the other big game that deserves significant mention, Rob, is this Cowboys-Eagles beatdown. And I will get to Justin Herbert shortly. Cowboys, Eagles, we kind of predicted here. Like, listen, three and a half is the tell. If you go back and listen to um, the interview last week with Baker, it's like, listen, at three, go either way game. At two and a half, you want to take the dog. At three and a half, the favorite. And it's time to unload. And Dallas, 33-13, drubbing, drubbing of Philadelphia. Uh, Again, I was watching this during the – during the fireworks show, and I jotted down this note. The Eagles' defense at one point bridging the 49ers game, second quarter and beyond, and first half against Dallas, 10 straight drives, removing an end-of-game kneel-down clock thing. 10 straight drives. The Eagles' defense gave up points, whether it was touchdown or field goal. They they can't stop anyone right now. And, it, it, and th- remember, if uh, – Dak Prescott doesn't fumble a scoop and score. The Eagles offense doesn't get a touchdown. I saw that this was the worst EPA uh, passing game that Jalen Hurts has had in over uh, since like last season, week 11 or something like that. Worst game he's had this season. Run game, eh. A.J. Brown had an okay game. Devontae Smith. I mean, they just, this is, this is an Eagles team right now that's at the end of a bender and they just need a breather. They just they're like that boxer who's just been staggered and beaten. I mean, think about it. They had to play Dallas Chiefs, Bills, 49ers, Dallas. So they beat the Cowboys barely. They beat the Chiefs barely. They beat the Bills barely. And then, you know what? The wheels came off and they got destroyed by 20 plus by the Niners and Cowboys. And, you know, now we're looking at a team that is 10 and 3, still atop uh, number one seed in the NFC, tied with Dallas, but they control their own destiny, according to all the, the guys who factor in all the tiebreakers. It's too early for me to get into tiebreakers. But here's the worrisome thing. Rob, this is a 10-3 and team with a plus differential of 21. Dallas, 10-3, and point differential, 188. Like, seriously? The New Orleans Saints have a plus differential of plus 24. Philadelphia has not been impressive. And we've seen this, this like 
you know, downhill slide for a while. The defense, I, I, I don't, I don't think Brian Dawkins is walking through that door, Rob. Like, there's no quick fix to these guys. They're just not good. I mean, we should have seen it earlier in the season when they were, you know, struggling to beat the Commanders. I mean, they gave up 31 to the Commanders twice. How was that not a tell to everybody and their mom that the Niners and Cowboys are going to just put a hurting on them? This is what the Eagles defense has given up in the last three weeks. Again, it's been a brutal stretch. 37 to Buffalo in overtime. 42 and 33. And Dallas, again, fortunately handed the Eagles a defensive touchdown. Jalen Carter looked pretty fast on that. So now the Eagles... Go to Seattle. They get an extra day to prepare. Monday Night Football. Seattle is limping in anyway. Geno Smith didn't even play this weekend. Nobody cares. Seahawks need this game badly to get in the playoffs. Um, After that, they get two against the tanking Giants and then the Cardinals. So, like, don't cry for Philly. They're going to be okay. Rob, I just wonder, is there a path for them to start getting an early lead in these games? And I'm not even kidding. Like, resting Jalen Hurts in the fourth quarter? And, and getting some of these stars some rest because, I don't know, man, this team just looks absolutely gassed offensive. Like, Jalen Hurts, you saw those design runs early. He wasn't doing those last week, and Dallas didn't do a great job of spying him. But other than that, I did not see anything, like, really working on this offense. Um, and the defense is atrocious. I, Eagles, I mean, I think it's pretty clearly the Niners are the team in the NFC, everybody would agree. And at this point... I think Dallas has probably won, what, five of eight quarters uh, against Philly head-to-head. So I, I think Dallas, you have to put ahead of the Eagles right now. Again, it's, what happened in week two doesn't totally matter. And um, I don't know, Detroit's fading very fast. They, they they can't stop any. They can't stop a nosebleed right now. This this team, Justin Fields, has just gone up and down the field against them in two games. I, I don't know, man. Um, it's, it's weird. We're starting to see a thinning of the herd in the NFC. And in just a weird way, Rob, it does kind of feel like maybe this is the year we see the Cowboys get to an NFC Championship game. It's definitely starting to feel that way. And I'll do you one better. I don't think it's the thinning of the herd in the NFC. I think it's thinning of the herd in the NFL. I think over the last month or so, Dallas has shown that they're not quite on the level of San Francisco, but they're the clear number two in the NFL. Like, I don't think it's even debatable anymore. Um, what Dak Prescott has been doing is unreal. I mean, he's on one of the all-time great heaters that we've ever seen in the NFL. I mean, pick your favorite quarterback. Tell me how many of them, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, Dan Marino, Dan Fouts, Joe Monta, whoever. Since week, what was that, week seven, the first six games, that's the delineation mark, right? Since then. 310 passing yards per game, 22 touchdowns, two picks, passer rating of 119.6. <laughs> like, are you kidding me right now? Dak Prescott, we thought was going to be, you know, a contender for the MVP as recently as a month ago. You and I kind of talked about it quietly when we both had Jalen Hurts and we said, you know, watch out for Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy's there. And like the little engine that could, Dak Prescott is just stacking together. Great game after great game. And this actually last night was probably his worst game during that seven-game stretch. And he carved him up. And so what they're doing is they're doing what great thing, great teams do. Number one, they are beating down on the bad teams like you'd expect a good team to do. 
right? That's one thing that I always give credit to the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. Even though they've lost against the heavyweights, when they get a bad team, they beat the shit out of them, right? And that's a mark of a great team. And now you're starting to see them recently, ever since that Niners loss, when they get an even average team, like a, like a Seattle or uh, uh, the Rams, who are you know average to mediocre teams, they take care of them as well. Now they get a good team in, in, in Philadelphia. Normally that's where they come up short. This time they play their A game again, or at least a high B plus type game, and they beat the doors off of them as well. So their consistency is something that had been lacking during the Dak Prescott era, in my opinion. And now you're starting to see them put it together where they're not just the paper tigers who are going to beat up in the Jets and the commanders and the Jets of the world. You know what I mean? They are going to be able to go toe-to-toe with whoever you put in front of them. So that's first and foremost. As far as the Eagles go, I mean, as recently as two weeks ago, Jalen Hurts had been undefeated in winning 14 straight games against teams over 500. As recently as two weeks ago, when trailing in the second half in overtime, he was completing 67% of his passes, 10 touchdowns, zero picks, passer rating of 138 in the second half. As recently as two weeks ago, he had four game-winning drives on the season and had come back and won four of those games, all four of them, when trailing by 10-plus points. And I don't know if Nick Bosa had it right when he said last week that we put the blueprint out there how to stop Jalen Hurts. I don't know if it's just that he's hurt, as uh, David Carr has not so eloquently suggested that he's too hurt to be able to be at his performance. That's why they should start Marcus Mariota. I don't know if I'd go that far. That's a fire take. That was an incendiary take. And then he's like tripled down on it, which was awesome. Like, if you're going to say something like that, just roll with it all the way. Might be a contract year for Mr. Carr, huh? (laughs) Yeah, I don't want you to back down the first time of pushback. Just keep going. You see what happens. But there's definitely some cracks in their armor because you, you alluded to it. Their defense is... Not good. Just point blank period. It's not a good defense. Like they've got a great front seven, which you would expect to, to overcome the back end, kind of like what your Jets do, where they they come at you in so many waves that even though I know Sauce and and um, Reed are better corners than what they have in than in Slay and what they have in uh, Philadelphia, but it's one up front, and you would think with the front four, front seven that they have, that they would be able to be a better defense than they are, but they're just not for whatever reason. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see if they're able to, I'm sure they're going to get back on track because their schedule really lightens up now down the home stretch of the season. But they are definitely, at least to me, a, a notch below San Francisco and Dallas in the NFC, uh, for sure. Just because you mentioned the Jets, I thought I, I, listen, you know, it's like the Patriots on Thursday night. Jets get a nice win for the players and Zach Wilson and Hooray and everybody's probably celebrating. By the way, Zach Wilson had a better day. Sunday, then Dak Prescott. I know everybody loves Dak, but Zach was 27 of 36, 301 yards, 8.4 yards per attempt, two touchdowns. Like, it was like, oh, this guy can be a quarterback in the NFL. And it, it hurts the team in the long run. You know, five, five and eight, what are we doing? We're not getting to the playoffs. You know, Zach maybe ups his stock, but I don't, I don't, I don't care. I'm over that. Um, I do want to add uh, quickly this, this Justin Herbert situation, man. So I think I called for Staley to get fired after, I don't know, it was like four weeks ago. And I'm not fire the coach guy. It was in this case. And they continue to be a total embarrassment. And then uh, Justin Herbert fractures the index finger on his throwing hand. Most people think that he's probably done for the season. Like, shut him down. Uh, he's taking a beating in the pocket. It just is, It's not a great look 
uh, for Justin Herbert. Um, he has not performed well. He's got no receivers. I'm not making excuses. I know Rob's got his violin. Jason, settle down. Uh, but if if we're being honest with ourselves, like if we're just being real, like he needs to be shut down. If the finger's injured, I know he's a tough guy and a warrior, and he's probably got some incentives in his contract he wants to hit. But Justin, the line stinks. The coach is a joker. Just get out of there. You guys aren't winning anything. It's not happening. Honestly. Just stop. I mean, he's hurt. He's legitimately hurt. And every week he goes out there, he looks worse. Like, there was an amazing interception by the Chargers on, like, the first Broncos drive. They got, like, the receiver for the Broncos, like, kind of was falling on his back. And as he was, the Chargers DB stripped it. And you're like, oh, what a play. Oh, Chargers are in business to start the game. And they go for it on fourth down and can't get the touchdown. Everett kind of dropped it. Could have caught the ball. And it was all just all downhill from there. I think the Broncos missed their uh, – I'm not sorry, the Broncos. I think the Chargers went 0 for 3 on fourth down on their first three. Like, they were getting aggressive and trying to go for it, and just nothing was working. And I don't know, man. Denver's kind of streaking. I, I don't know whether or not to buy in. They look really good. They were all over Herbert. This kid, Easton Stick, whoever that is. Came on and got his bell rung, and um, I, I, you know, basically Denver pushed him around. Denver's looking kind of menacing. It's funny we don't want to let things bake, but like Herbert had nine completions and was sacked four times. Bad interception. Like he, he just, it just doesn't make sense for me to have him out there now. They're five and eight. They have the same record as the freaking Jets. Let me go to the website that says the uh, draft order real quick, Rob. But like. The Jets did not help themselves with this win. It's just disappointing to me. Like, do they take themselves out of a quarterback? Eh, well, I don't, I don't know if it hurts that much. According to this website, Tankathon, they update everything. The Jets dropped one spot. What helped them was the Raiders. I'm sorry. The Bears also won. Uh, the um, Obviously, the Patriots won. Um, New Orleans won. By the way, Rob, the NFC South has Atlanta six and seven, New Orleans six and seven, and Tampa six and seven. As of right now, Baker Mayfield is in the NFL playoffs because of an, a pretty impressive drive in Atlanta, um, which uh, you know I, I don't even know what whether or not to be impressed, but you can't help but be impressed. Like you're like, oh, it's Baker Mayfield. Another six and seven. Look what he's doing. Like he's. Making he's making things happen for the Bucks. They didn't trade anybody at the deadline. Todd Bowles, Todd Bowles might keep his job. Did, Rob, does this fall under the Patriots won the battle this week against the Steelers but lost the war? They're no longer in the mix for the number one pick. The Jets today won the battle but lost the war. They're they're out of the mix. I don't think top five's happening for them. And like Baker Mayfield, like ultimately, what if they? do just enough either to get as a wild card and they're going to get smacked or they narrowly miss and it's like, hey, what a season. Let's keep Todd Bowles. Like, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, but it kind of says more about that division than it does anything about Tampa. I mean, this has been the case now for, what, three years that that division is the definition of mediocrity. Like, was it, is it mediocre, mediocre like the middle, right? The very middle of the top and the bottom. Yeah. Every year, it seems like comes down to eight and eight or seven and nine, or in this case, you know what is it, uh, nine and eight, eight and nine, whatever it is, because it's seventeen games. Like nobody in that division is any good. Uh, anybody who in the NFC, if you are, you know, the Eagles, the Niners, the Cowboys, obviously, if you are, even the Lions or the Packers, like you are licking your chops if you get them in, in round one. 
of the playoffs because well, none of those teams are any good. No, wait, wait, you don't think the Packers are good? No, I mean uh, in the NFC South. Oh, oh, right. I right, think right. any other playoff team, anybody who's even Minnesota, as bad as they looked against my Raiders, three to nothing, which was set football back like decades. I think even Minnesota will walk in to, into Tampa or into Atlanta and be like, oh yeah, we're gonna roll these guys. Well, here, here's the thing. It, it, I'm looking at the playoff bracket. It looks like the loser of Eagles Cowboys, whoever doesn't win the division, is the first wild card and will play then at the NFC South winner. Are you seeing that? Because I think that's the case. And like, you know, Dallas is going to be favored in that game. Philly's going to be favored. They will stomp. Uh, and I'm not kidding. Now, I guess Tampa could be interesting, although Philly already beat them badly this year because the secondary for Philly is such a problem. But like Josh Dobbs isn't, he's not doing any damage. Um, well, I think Matt Josh Stafford can do damage. the quarterback anymore. It might be your guy, Nick Mullins. That's, that's right, uh, Dobbs. You remember when I was, uh, I think you were my uh, radio producer and I was like defending Nick Mullins. Back that was your night. guy for like a hot second. At least two weeks. Yeah. yeah. At least. Um, yeah. Anyways. But, like, you're, I think you're right. This uh, this Tampa team probably gets in. over The Saints are just, gosh, they're bad. And they still covered against the Panthers. By the way, nobody cares. But I did have the Panthers. One of my rare losses. Oh, just an unbelievable Sunday. Um, I think my second most profitable weekend of the season. Almost everything was smashing. Uh, Ravens was a miss. Panthers missed. Contest 3-1. and one, Pending Dolphins tonight. Uh, we'll get to the best bet shortly. But, um. It, it was a really, really good Sunday. Winter's coming here in L.A. That means more rain. For others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires. All-weather tires. Dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com. Use the Tire Decision Guide to get personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Pirelli tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for a couple of years. Mobile tire installations available all over the country. Have you heard about this? They bring new tires to your home or work. Install them on site. Game changer. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. See their Pirelli test results and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're experts. TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com the way tire buying should be. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 
6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet 5 bucks on any game this week to score $200 Instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code STRAIGHTFIRE. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code STRAIGHTFIRE only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, licensee partner Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, 21 and up, age varies by jurisdiction, Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Something magical happens when the third quarter ends and the fourth quarter begins. The energy changes. The fourth quarter is where games are won, where champions are made. And in business, it's where sales teams become legends. That's why HubSpot built Sales Hub to give sales reps the deal-making tools they need to win in Q4 and close the year strong. Sales Hub's prospecting workspace organizes your schedule, goals, and to-do list in one place to save your team precious fourth quarter time. Smart sequences help sales reps close deals faster than ever. And with an easy-to-use deal management tool, reps can find, track, and close deals all in one place. Plus, AI forecasting helps you accurately predict future success, which means less hoping for deals and more crushing targets. Put your sales team on the fast track to win Q4 with Sales Hub. Learn more at hubspot.com slash sales. Anything we miss, Rob, uh, that maybe we deserves uh, further mention? Oh, I, I forgot. J- um, the Jets knocked C.J. Stroud out. And what stinks is, you know, Quinton Williams hit him pretty hard. And he goes down and his head really hit the turf. Like you can, it was raining and you could see a lot of water like bounce off the helmet. It was one of those shots. He left, in return. My guess, you know, my guess is he would not be able to play this coming week, and it's going to be Davis Mills. But that, like, C.J. Stroud was on such a roll. And they, they, look, they look like an expansion team today against the Jets. It was 0-0 at half, and they still, the total still went over. I don't know if you saw that, Rob. The total was like 33 and a half, and they went, I think it hit, ended on 36, but 0-0 at the half. By the way, this is the state of the NFL. Two games on Sunday. We're zero zero at the half. The first time that's happened, I believe, since nineteen eighty seven or nineteen eighty eight. Like that's how bad some of this quarterback play is in the league, and that's why we're not going to talk about like Jake Browning versus Gardner Minshew and Josh Dobbs versus um, Aiden O'Connell. I mean, it's it's ugly. Anything else though, Rob? That we that we missed on the NFL front? Uh, I wouldn't say that we missed it. I just wanted to circle back what you said about the Chargers. One thing I'm worried about with them. Well, as a Raider fan, I'm happy, but. As a football fan, I'm worried about with them is, you know, they've had a lot of 
unfortunate injury luck this season, right? I mean, Justin Herbert has basically been hurt for half the season now. Yeah. Mike Williams out for the season. Um, Joey Bosa in and out of the lineup. I think he might be out right now. I have to go and check. I haven't looked at it recently, at least this morning. What are the chances, do you think, that the Spanos family says, you know what? You've had unreal injury misfortune this season. Oh, stop it. Brandon Staley. No. Way. We want to bring you back in 2024. What? No, that Rob, that would be the biggest upset. Like, there's no way. You, are they that cheap? I don't know this family like you do. You're an AFC West guy. I cannot. There's no scenario where they bring him back. This is year three, right? Yes. There's no progress. Well, I mean, they again, devil's advocate. They've had some unfortunate injuries, and you know. I, I don't think he's quite Joe Burrow territory of injury prone, but Justin Herbert sure gets hurt a lot. Like yeah, a lot, no, a lot. Glass, he, he's no glass Joe Burrow, correct. No, like, but he he is always nicked up with something. And, and and you know, you would think a guy his size, it, it, it just kind of seems counterintuitive that he'd always be hurt. But the injuries that he has, credit to him, he plays through them. But I don't think we still have seen like the all caps version of Justin Herbert. Because every time he kind of starts to get going, there's another injury that creeps up on him, or there's another knock to the wide receiving core where he's down to Keenan Allen and dudes, or sometimes Josh Palmer and dudes, which says a lot when Josh Palmer's your number one wide receiver. So I, I would not totally dismiss the idea of Brandon Steely being back next season, especially if, as expected, Jim Harbaugh gets that massive extension with Michigan, and that kind of mm. removes the clear and obvious yeah. candidates off the board. I, I thought Bills, with a loss here, I thought the Bills would be in play for a new head coach, but um, that's a huge win. Now they could go right back to square one if they lose to Dallas next week. Um, before we get to best bet, Rob, do you have you ever done like a pick em league where you have to pick every game against the spread? Yeah, but not in years, but yes, I have. Okay, so I got roped into it by one of the guys on the herd. Um, and like the lines are weird. Like for instance, this week, some of the like Las Vegas was plus three and a half, which I thought was weird, but I I took Las Vegas. Um, I got super lucky with um, uh, uh, with betting with Cleveland with that whole like go for the two instead of kick the extra point to be a push. Um, but I, I I'm on a massive heater in this league, and I think it's like a decent five figure payout. Um, and I'm five games off the pace right now. Uh, I'm sorry, six games off. I have. Uh, to, we'll, we'll dovetail into best bet. So I had Dallas over Phil. He had Philly, the leader. So I closed the gap from seven to six. I have Green Bay tonight at six and a half. Now I can still change it, but I I do see some people on the Giants. What do you think? Why would anyone bet on the Giants? <laughs> well, the Packers, uh, why should Jordan Love be laying six and a half on the road? All these recent great performances by them, they were underdogs. Or it was like a tiny spread, pick them against the Chargers. They were dogs against the Chiefs, and they were dogs against the Lions. And those two were like six on Thanksgiving and recently. And now they've got a win by margin. And it's just like, I don't know. Now, the Giants have been on, on prime time, I think, twice this year. The opener against the Cowboys, they lost 40 to nothing. And then the Seahawks game a couple weeks later when they got their asses kicked. So there could be like a DeVito in the spotlight, and he just totally melts. Did you? I didn't even know this until literally last night. There's two Monday night games at the same time this week. Yeah, it makes whose no idea? Sense. Who whose idea is that? 
somebody who makes more than I do, that's for sure. Okay, so what? I don't even know where the second game is, though. Is are they on both on? One is on um, ABC and ESPN Plus, I believe, and the other one is on ESPN. Oh, okay. I was good. You said ESPN Plus. I was like, I don't know if I have that. I think I do. But there's like a Disney Plus and an ESPN Plus. There's just so many extra shit you got to do. Anyways, so I have Packers minus six and a half in in this um, Pick'em League. And then I also have Miami minus 13 and a half. Now, I already bet Miami at 13 and 13 and a half. I I don't think I'm changing that one. But is there like a Mike Vrabel be careful thing going on here? I, I don't think so. I, I, I mentioned it earlier, like Miami is one of those teams that when they get bad teams, they put the wood to them very much like the Dallas Cowboys do. Uh, I think uh, Jeffrey Simmons is out for this game. I'm almost positive yeah. that he is. He's been declared out. They already have a shaky secondary. The one thing they did do well was they defended the run. But if he's out, that changes everything. So for real football purposes and for you know, selfish fantasy football purposes. I think this is going to be a huge Tyree kill Devon HN game. Like I think that both of those guys could multiple touchdowns, a hundred, hundred, 150 yards total, either on the ground or in the air for both of those guys. Mm. I, I don't think there's any way Tennessee keeps this close. Uh, yeah. I was just looking at the injury report. Derek Henry, I guess he's out of concussion protocol and he's fine. Damn it. That's not great. It's like the Terminator. Now- I, I, I do like to always consider look-ahead spots. So before, the Dolphins playing the Jets next week was like no big deal. But now that the Jets won and look decent, I'm sure the Dolphins saw that. There is a rivalry. Do they take their eye off the prize? And is, it, is there some risk that division, looking ahead to a divisional matchup? I don't know. Maybe I'm overthinking it. But I think I'm going to ride with, you know, I, I, I've already bet Packers. I've already bet um Dolphins, I, I, going favorites in prime time is like the utmost chalk. But um, yeah, I, I just you know pick them survivor fantasy. By the way, are you in playoffs for fantasy? I know you've dominated your league in recent years. It's coming down to tonight's games. Oh, how close? Uh, if I win, okay, so I think I'm down by 23, and I have a Chan and Hill, and the, the other guy has two. Oh. Oh, so so it's close, right? So there, but wait a minute, you got to be like a, you got to have like thirty percent because you're fully dependent on Tua. Yeah, but I mean, like a, against the Jets, Tyreek had like twenty five points and Tua had seven because of two interceptions, and, and oh. you know, you know, so it's possible. Um, huh. But but then again, if if I lose, it comes down to tiebreakers, and me and the guy who would be in the tiebreak for the last final and playoff spot were separated by nine points on the season. So either way, I need those two guys to go off so I can either win my individual matchup or at least outscore the guy on point so that I can win. Hmm. Man. And my team's Gotta loaded, but, but I got taken to the woodshed by that 3 to nothing Raiders-Vikings game because uh, you would think a trio of TJ Hawkinson, Justin Jefferson, and Josh Jacobs would do more oh, than yeah. 20 combined points. And, you know. By the way, yeah, so Justin Jefferson, he screwed my season in my big money fantasy league. I, I bought him in the, it's a, um, what, what do they call it? Bid league? Not bid. Um, a fab league. What's that? Like the free agency uh, or well, auction league. Auction. Thank there you go. Gracious. So yeah, I of course get Justin Jefferson. I'm like, oh, he's going to crush it. Kirk Cousins, prove it. You're Justin Jefferson's awesome early. And now he's out for like six, seven weeks. Comes back, two catches, and then Dobbs throws a hospital ball over the middle Justin Jefferson basically goes up to get it, and this dude just drills him in the lower back. I thought I saw a report that Justin Jefferson, besides the blue tent in the locker room, he like went to the hospital. And yeah, it's like, geez, come, what did he get? Like his liver ruptured or something? 
And then Dobbs ended up getting benched. Listen, the Pastronaut was it was a great October November story. That ship has sailed. Okay, <laughs> like I mean that that pass that killed Jefferson was brutal. But he just it ruined my fan. Let me guess. Aaron Jones is going to get like three carries for tw- seventeen yards tonight and get hurt. You you know that's <laughs> happening, right? <laughs> right. I'm like bake that in. I'm ready for that guy. Uh, anyways, all right. Long Monday podcast. We're back tomorrow. So two Monday night football games. Maybe we'll get into the LeBron. Um, by the way, I, I I put something phenomenal on my IG stories, Rob. I don't know if you saw this. J- this is just for the LeBron haters. That some guy did a breakdown of LeBron and Jordan, and their clinching games. What are they straight up and against the spread? Elimination games straight up against the spread. Game five slash game seven. LeBron doesn't play game five. Only Jordan. LeBron has him in every category. Better straight up. Better against the spread. In Clinching games, elimination games, and game seven. Like, bro, LeBron. I mean, I don't know. This apparently is real. Uh, I don't have the origin other than the Action Network um, had it. Uh, LeBron, Rob, we got to give the man his flowers, huh? He got the first in-season tournament title ever. All right. Well, we'll save it for tomorrow. We'll save it for tomorrow. All right, Rob. We'll talk to you guys then. Later. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast.